it is once again Monday night. I am very excited to be here with all of you. And I see, Eric, it sounds like you've got unmuted. So I'm going to go ahead and do the specials and stuff, and then I'll come back with you. But do you want to test your mic to make sure it's working? How does that sound, Jen? Can you hear me? That is awesome. I can hear you. (laughs) And I believe, oh, there's Kristen. I'll make her a panelist, too. And if you want, when we get one, I'm going to do the intro and then I'll come back, and if you want to put your video on, you can hit the little video um, icon with the little circle, um, kind of where the, there it is. There's there's a Kristen. Hello. <laughs> Great to see you, Jen. Yes. Well, there's two chicks in the house. <laughs> it, yes. It says my video is on, Jen, but I don't see it pictured. <laughs> I don't see you either. Is it... Um, is the mic uh, or the camera covered? I wonder if you hit the – you go to webcam on your controls. It should yeah. show a webcam uh, option. You can mess with that. I'm going to do the special. So sure, you can that'll mess work. With you, it. you just play with that. I won't be distracted. So, everybody, welcome. It is almost the middle of the month, and the time just goes so fast. Some days I'm like, oh, my gosh, like next week is Thanksgiving. And so many good things. You know, I just was at beauty school, and beauty school was just unbelievably awesome here in Minneapolis. 650 women from all over the country. It's the first one we've ever had here. And thank you so much to Luba and Melissa Pepping and Marcella Von Harding and everybody else that was here. I mean, there was so – Vanessa Romero was there. I mean, we had Sherry Ross there. I mean, I just could go on, but – it was such a good event. So if you get a chance to go to beauty school, get get there. Like, just do it. It is so amazing. And my team that was there, they were fully immersed um, in some awesomeness for the, for the couple days that we were there. And so many of them felt like after they left the beauty school that they really could do this. You know, they said this is such a great way to present Young Living to people and talk about you know, how we can feel better and feel more relaxed and self-care and all those wonderful things. So get to beauty school if you can. Um, Even the guys listening, you can absolutely do that as well. (laughs) You know, there, there is not just girls. There's a couple guys that were also there. And um, yeah, it was really a very, very eventful weekend. It was an excellent, um, excellent event. So there's that. One thing I want to cover really quick um, are the specials, but first, in case you're listening to this and you're new to, to this whole Monday call thing or you're listening on uh, the podcast, you know, if you are listening to this on the podcast, if you're on an Android, you've got to download SoundCloud and look for Diamond Factory. And if you're on iTunes, you can sound, download Diamond Factory or um, Jen Springer. You can search for both. You can find me either way. And then subscribe to the podcast as well. And we do these every week. You know, we always have a guest on. We've got leaders of Young Living. We've got people that can support you in your business. We've got product experts. We have training every week. So plug your people in and, of course, plug yourself in. I know that many of you listen to this as a recording, but if you can get here live a couple times a year, if not more, it really holds us all accountable to what we're doing in our businesses. So I quickly want to go over the specials, because they are super special this month. <laughs> the specials are super special. Uh, for 100 PV, you get the Nutmeg Vitality if you're on Essential Rewards. If you're on 250 or 190, sorry, 100 PV, you get Nutmeg. 190, you get Nutmeg 
unessential rewards, and you also get the Northern Lights Black Spruce, which is a 5 mil, and the Nutmeg is the Vitality 5 mil. You also get at 190 a 15 mil Christmas Spirit, which is amazing. I mean, a big bottle. And for 250 PV, you get all of that plus a 5 mil of myrrh. At the 300 PV, you get all of that plus that big glass diffuser ornament. You know, last year we had kind of a small one. This year is big. It's a big globey kind of thing. And you also get a 5 mil of sacred frankincense. But most importantly, I think all that stuff is great. Oh, but you guys, oh, where is it here? It is here. I just had it. Oh, it fell on the ground. Hang on. So this oil that you we get if you hit the 400 PV is really, really worth it. Higher Unity um, was help, you know meant to help us kind of come together at this time of year and all get on the same wavelength. But this aroma is absolutely, oh, my gosh, it is divine. You know, I, I'm not taken back by a lot of oils, you know, because I've been smelling them a really long time. But this is really wonderful. It has the sound of wood. It's got... Uh, rose, it has lime, I mean, it has, it's just a really, really beautiful um, aroma, and you're going to really love it in the diffuser, and also wearing it as an aroma topically, so fantastic with that, anyway, so for this week, we have on some very, very special guests, I'm excited, we have on two people, <laughs> that I think this is going to be great, it's going to be like Hollywood Squares, um, we have a yeah, <laughs> you, you're muted, uh, Kristen. <laughs> so we, like yes, now you're good. You're, we're playing Hollywood Squares. And so I'm really excited because I've known Kristen Warnaka a very long time. And I've seen her grow in her leadership. I've seen her obviously grow in her business over the years. And she has been working recently with Eric Walton. Eric has decades and decades of corporate experience. we got a photo bomber here. <laughs> Cat. What a cutie. Oh, no, nose is orange. So Eric has been in corporate for many, many years, you know, leading teams. And, you know, then he opened his own business and, lead, you know, doing leadership and, and, and worked, studied with John Maxwell. And the thing is, is that what he is offering to us, you know, he's got, he helps corporate environment with leadership and instilling that into companies, big, big business, small business, consultants, things like that. But he also offers leadership training and coaching to network marketing companies and direct sales companies, but especially Young Living. Um, his wife and, you know, and him are a Young Living Diamond. And besides like saying leadership, leadership and, and a talking head, you know, he's firsthand witnessing building in his own household and also, of course, team members that are in their team and other people within Young Living. So it's kind of like we have the benefit of working with somebody who has their hands dirty as well as somebody who has this incredible experience of many, many years working with leading teams all over, I'm assuming all over the world, I, I obviously domestically, but all over the world. And we're very blessed to have that with our Young Living community where so much talent um, that are is coming to us and that we can uh, all learn from because I feel personally like the word leadership is tossed around a lot like the word duplication and people use the word oh you're a leader um, you know you got to start leading it's a leadership retreat you know uh, la 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 what, what is leadership you know how do we really define it 
And I'm, um, I'm really excited to talk about that today and how you can really learn leadership skills because most of us aren't born with them. Some are born leaders, but most of us have to work on that. Um, you know, telling your team what to do is not necessarily leadership. And uh, I, I could always use work in this area myself. So, Eric, are you here? Are you on with us? I'm looking to see. Oh, he bailed. He bailed no. on us, Kristen. No, he's back. He says he, he rebooted oh, hear us and see us, but he needs, I believe, to be added back on as a moderator. But he is back I think on. He, he just wanted us to do it without him. <laughs> can you hear me now? I can hear you now. There you he sound is. like a, a Verizon uh, commercial. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> Let's see. Is your video working, or are you just going with the uh, the audio? I think Which I'm going to go audio only because it. I, I just I rebooted, and uh, all I get is it says that my video is working, and of course you don't see anything. You know what? That's just fine. You know, I I don't know what to no do. Worries. I could put up a I could put up a little picture of you. And uh, we, we'll do it like how, like the old school. Um, there you go. I think it would be good, anyways, because people could see your your website is buildingupleaders.com, and people can um, see you. So I'll have to not watch any cat videos during the webinar, um, and and so I'll be sharing my screen. There. You go. <laughs> there. So you're there in, in proxy. I am. Um, Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Jen. So I'll have you there in your picture. So I'm delighted to have you both here. Um, Kristen is a coach with your business as well, the Building Up Leaders um, business in, in helping Young Living Distributors, and we're going to talk all about that. But first, you know, can you help us understand that elusive word, uh, leadership? What does it really mean, and how does one even start to recognize where they are in their own skills and what they need to start to do to improve upon anything, if necessary? Well, thanks, Jenna. And first of all, thank you for allowing me on the show. And Chris and I could be more excited to be with each night, and to talk about what I think is one of the most important elements of anyone's business, leadership. Mm-hmm. And, and let me give you, a, let me start with a formula because it really helps to set the stage. Some people don't, don't see this, but it, it really helps if you see it this way. Your success, your S, if you will, there's just one formula, S equals M times L. So your success is going to be equal to your management capability. How do you run your business? Times which means it's the multiplier, how do you lead your team? So even a little bit of leadership can radically and dramatically impact your ability to have success. You can run your business all day long, but if you lead your team poorly, it'll have a dramatic impact on your team in the long direction. So both ways go. But leadership is all about influence. And that's the biggest thing that a lot of people don't understand. Wait a second, if you just do what I tell you to do, your business will be fine. And it doesn't work that way. In this industry, not a single person works for you. You can't hire. You can't fire them. You can't increase their compensation. You can't do anything. They're all independent contractors. So how does someone lead their team? Only through influence. And that's what we like to talk a little bit more tonight, Jen. But that's what leadership is all about, trying to find what it means to gain influence, to change people's lives, and help them change their own business. Mm. You know, how did you start coaching a lot of the Young Living Leaders. I, you know, how did that even come about to, to offer this to us? Seven years ago, I became a certified coach with the John Maxwell program, and many of your listeners are familiar with John as a, certainly the mm-hmm. premier leader, uh, actually premier expert on leadership in the world today. He's written 80 books, 
And uh, if you go to Barnes & Noble, you'll, you'll see a couple of leadership books, and you'll see an entire row by John. So I've been working with John for, gosh, over seven years now. I've been a fan of his for 25. But I was doing the corporate world, and I had a lot of corporate clients and having a lot of fun helping people change the way that they lead in the corporate space. And my wife, who's a diamond, said, you know, it'd be really neat if you could help me with our team. And the nature of this business is different than the corporate space. You don't have hire fire. You, 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 people don't work for you. you. You can't change the references on that. And, and there's a real difference in how we look at this. And so I, I, at that point, I ended up writing a book called Downline Leadership. And we started doing, um, there she goes there, I would have normally held up two copies, it's even better. And that book has actually helped almost 700 uh, Young Living members and almost 100 diamonds. Uh, actually, I just had a class today with five Royal Crown diamonds. Of going through what it means to change the way they look at how I interact with my team. But it all started with my wife trying to, hey, would you help me with my side of the business? And we've been working together on doing that and having a big impact. But it really started about three years ago when we wrote the book. And since then, all those people I just mentioned have taken the program. But I also have Kristen and two other coaches now work with me. And uh, we do programs all the way from senior star all the way up to World Cup. So what do you find is a major sticking point for us, you know, and I, and I know you can talk about it too, you know, even from rank to rank, but if you were to say an overlighting challenge that either is just exclusive to young living or maybe even in general with people, what, what do you find is the greatest way we hold ourselves back within our teams, leading our teams? There's, there's four roles of a leader. And uh, this is coming out of a school of belief around situational leadership. In other words, what kind of leader do I have to be for this moment? And the four roles that we teach are the ones of director, teacher, mentor, and coach. And the biggest problem that we see is that most leaders stay in the role of director, which Mm -hmm. is, I'm going to tell you what to do. Now, by the way, these roles are not bad in and of themselves. If you're in a burning building, and you turn to someone, this is not a teaching moment. You say, go to that fire exit, and you will live. That's a director. And that's exactly when you should be a director. It's incredibly efficient, but it is very ineffective. Most of the leaders we come across are stuck in director mode. There are some that are stuck in teacher mode. There's a lot of teachers in this business, which means they see the entire world as a teaching moment. Well, that's not entirely true. Not everything is a teaching moment. But if you're a teacher, you think that way. So people, the biggest mistake we see is they get stuck in the role. Uh, they, they don't see themselves in any other opportunity. They can't mentor. They can't coach because they either just want to show you what to do or tell you what to do. That's where we really spend a lot of time and energy helping them to see that there's other kinds of roles, especially if you want to develop other leaders. Otherwise, you're going to only develop followers. Mm. So what – do you, is that exclusive to, so those four roles are, I meant, you know, four of leadership, but is there one where you seem to see that we really seem to get stuck in our, in our company? You know, sure, mostly it's the role of director. Okay, so it's just telling people what to do? Yeah, and you got to think about this, Jen. What happens is that they're, most of the folks we deal with, their leadership style has come from either their home life, where they're basically telling the kids and their husband what to do, or the early stages of the work life where they had a strong supervisor who basically bossed everybody around. So that's their vision of what a leader looks like. 
hey, I know better. It says on here, I'm the diamond. If you do what I tell you to do, you'll get there too, which is unfortunately such a, a misleading because there's only one road to diamond, Jen, yours. Mm-hmm. Our job is really to help you define your road to diamond. You can't take ours. Ours was made up of a very special road that we traveled and lots of pitfalls. My gosh, I wouldn't want you to take some of the roads that we took. It was really hard. I want you to find your road, find your strengths, your skills, and apply them. That means you've got to get out of director mode. You can't keep telling everyone what to do because eventually only two things will happen. They're either going to become followers, never own their own business, or they're going to leave you. Who wants to be told what to do all the time? How does one even go about making that shift? You know, it, how, how, like, to recognize that, first to sure. recognize that, and sometimes people don't recognize that, but then to start turning around the team. Like, what if somebody has a team that got to gold or platinum, sizable team, even diamond or beyond, yeah. and it's been a director, and then that team is, I'm sure, gets a little stale or resistant. How does one even start working with that to bring it back to life, or is it just too bad? And that's just that's the way it is. You got to rebuild. Well, we have actually uh, in this new world where you can become diamond in 13 months. Uh, we, we've we've met too many folks that have literally played the director role, went on social media, blasted through all the ranks. Now they're a diamond, and they have no clue how they got there, and they're not able to develop any other leaders besides themselves. So one mm-hmm. of the things that we tell them to do is, and this is a really hard one, is going to require doing the mirror test. I want you to go into the bathroom, I want you to look in the mirror, and I want you to stay there for more than 15 seconds. We're not talking about your makeup. Look in the mirror and tell me who you see. And when you get them to actually spend time to just look at the person, which happens to be them, really to see what they see, it starts to open up their eyes. Self-reflection, self-awareness is one of the biggest things that a leader needs needs to be successful. And most of the leaders we come across are not yet looking at all of their strengths and weaknesses but in a full light. Once they do that, that changes the way that they interact with other people. They get start to become more vulnerable and transparent. I'm so sorry I didn't allow you to do that. I'm so sorry that I stepped on stage again. I should have led from behind. I should let you take the spotlight. I'm so sorry that I didn't encourage you to go that direction. I would never go that, but it turns out that's your strength. It's kind of like uh, we have one leader who... Who uh, remember the old days? Bacon tapes were just supposed to be fun parties. She's a gold now, and all she does is bacon tapes. How oh, is that possible? That's because that's her gifting. So mm-hmm. she got the gold because she knows how to do bacon tapes. She, she knows how to engage people, get oil underneath your fingertips, not just on your hands and huffing it. She gets it underneath your fingertips because she's working with it. She's getting people to understand the huge benefit. We just want to encourage that, right? Finding their own road to diamond. We encourage that, but that means you have to be able to lead and let people go the direction they want to go. That's very hard for most leaders. You know, are some people just not even ever able to get it? Like they can never transition to that? Or, you know, like sometimes maybe that's not a strength that they can even develop if they tried. Have you found that? Or is this a skill that is learnable where they can work on that and make improvements? It's an age-old question. Are leaders born or they made? Um, (laughs) Yeah. And John likes to answer, he's never met a leader yet that wasn't born, uh, because that's a big joke. But uh, let me tell you, the answer is every single person, I don't care how you got there or what you've done in the past, can make changes. And so we don't ever give up on anyone as long as they don't give up on themselves. Mm. And we have had some folks that just 
just don't want to just don't want to do the work. Uh, it takes a lot of self-reflection, a lot of open-ended questions, which is coaching, and being able to be engaged, to stay in the game, and to listen to what we're trying to say, and then just be creative and, and hear yourself, and then ask questions of others and hear what they're saying. When you get a coach, that's, uh, mm-hmm. get a leader that finally says, all right, I'm going to ask an open-ended question. I'm going to actually see what my team thinks of my leadership style. Great. Let me know what they actually say. You can get them in a transparent moment that you're, they know that you're not going to jump down their throats. And when they do that, they learn amazing things. And then they come back to the group the next week, and they're changed. All right, let's now have a real session. So we've never met anyone that isn't capable of changing. We have met a few that don't want to change. But everyone's here. Mm-hmm. So and do you – go ahead, Kristen. Oh, I was just going to say I came to this program first as a student – before becoming a coach, and I came as a burned-out director. I came exhausted and stressed out and miserable. And it was because I had done that. I had just really tried to let me direct, let me do what I knew from corporate America, and let me do this on, on my terms, rather than how do I engage people and bring them along with me. And network marketing is a tricky thing because it's not just ourselves. It's it's a group project of sorts that everyone needs to own their piece of it. And so turning the tide of a ship already at silver or gold or platinum can be a a timely thing. It's going to take self-awareness. It's going to take a willingness to change. It might take apology to the team and learning how to Mm re-engage them. So we have specific modules on accountability and ownership on how do we actually need to take accountability. Oh, there he is. Hello, Eric. <laughs> so we what actually, happened? Magic. <laughs> My computer decided it was going to like me all of a sudden. Fantastic. So we do have modules on accountability and ownership. And we even talk about, we had a discussion today with one of the groups, what does it look like to have skin in the game? Mm. What does that look like? And then how do we help our team develop that too? Especially when we've been the one doing it all forever. What happens when we stop answering all their questions and we start asking them questions to find their own solutions? There's a time that that gets a little tricky, and that's why the group is so powerful. They're not just reading a book and figuring it out. They're working for 10 weeks with a certified coach and a group of peers, and they get to come every week and practice the skills. So that's what makes this different than a lot of other programs because it's real-world application spread out over time rather than a weekend intensive yeah, why? So, like, I just came back from beauty school, right? And it was amazing. But do you find that there's long-lasting changes from that? Or help me help me with that. Because we've been – I know people that even in Crossline and even in my own team who've been to 5 million seminars, but it seems like they never move forward. Is it the seminar's fault or their fault? Or what's the deal with that? There's no, there's no actual way when you think about it, Jen. There's no seminar, and I've been to some that, that I've said are life-changing. And the, the point is that they really aren't. The only person that can really change your life is you. Mm-hmm. And the biggest difference with our program than with a seminar is that we're going to keep allowing you to work on you for 10 weeks versus 10 hours at, at a weekend. And that is the time. So one of the things that, that Chris was just talking about, she held up the book and and by, we now know the author. He's the guy on the screen. Um, and, and I'll frequently will say, hey, he's not that smart. Here's the thing. <laughs> Read the book. It's foundational. But the magic happens in the meeting. 
right? So when you get a chance to have other people, other peers, because we do people at the same ranks, asking the same kinds of questions, I'm struggling with the same kind of problem. I solved the problem, but it doesn't work for you. Let's talk that through. We have this discussion. We don't, we, we don't reteach the material. They got it the first time. Instead, we talk about how they apply it. Then during the week, this is the biggest difference, because we could do a weekend seminar too. The biggest difference is you have homework every single week. Because all we care about is how are you going to apply. So when Chris is talking about ownership, we just got done saying ownership is probably the most important chapter of the book. How do you get people to own their own business? Well, how do you do that if you're just going to read a chapter in a book or have some talking head talk about it? You can't. So guess what we do? This week, you're going to own your business. And you're going to help others own theirs. So one of the things that Kristen talked about with my favorite is having a skin in the game story. Mm. That's the we ask each other a lot, why is convention so special? And I'm just going to be really honest. Is it the most amazing event ever on the planet? No. Here's why convention is so special. The first time you go, it's skin in the game. You paid mm-hmm. money. You paid money to go and sit in some hotel room. You paid money to go listen to talking heads. You, can't, you paid money to go put the dirt in your hands at the front. But let me tell you, the first time you go, the dirt feels different. The lavender smells differently. The, the speakers sound like geniuses because <laughs> skin of the game. So one of the first things we try to help people with ownership, what's your skin of the game story? We have other people that have emotional. The first time that the oils literally had an impact on their lives or their children's lives wasn't just that they got a little better. It changed who they were. Tell us more about that. That's when the switch flipped in all the business. Other people, it's a matter of money. Uh, a lot of times you're in a community that needs flip kits. Okay, well, you know what it's like to go buy three flip kits when you haven't yet made $200 in commissions? It's a lot. And your husband's going, are you kidding? We can't afford you know, to, put, to put new brakes on and you're going to go spend $500 on kits? <laughs> right. But when you do that, when you fight that off because you knew that your intuition is saying that's the right thing to do, you just own your business. And that's what we help to do in, in downline leadership. Let's change this paradigm. Let's change this. That's the whole deal. So can people just, you know, I know you offer coaching stuff, but can people just buy this book? And they then can. We're on Amazon. Like, you can buy the book. Um, yeah, but then do like a book club type of thing? Or, you oh, know, yeah. What, that's, what? That's, where, that's where Chris was going. Um, so the answer is, of course you can. But you won't get the experience. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, uh, I, I just, I've already had three groups today. So we have, this took years of work. We actually have, Facilitators guides, all right. So on this little page are all the people that are in that last group, all the things about what what their what their word for the year is, what their why is, what's their greatest leadership challenge that they're going through, and then we have last week's homework, what's this week's topic, what are the things that we should be looking into, what's this week's exercise, whether we're doing storytelling, etc. All those dynamics because we're trained coaches, and it takes an unbelievable amount of skill to be that facilitator and coach to know how to keep the meeting going, how to make sure that people have airtime, but asking questions that probe it open. Because like I said, remember, we don't we teach the material. I mean, we could. I could spend, I could do the seminar approach. I could spend the next 90 minutes reteaching ownership. Mm-hmm. Or what are some of the struggles you're having with ownership? Well, I got this one girl. She keeps calling me because she won't call customer service. Why do you allow that? Well, I, I did it from the very beginning. How long have you been doing that for? Oh, three years now. What are you going to do so that she owns her own business? Mm, right. 
who do you think owns your business now? Well, she does. No, I would argue you because you keep calling customer service for her. So we, we get them to start facing that now. Mary, what are you going to do differently? Uh, well, I guess I'm going to get her to call customer service. How are you going to do that? She's never called me. She doesn't even know the phone number. How are you going to get to do that? Well, um, maybe I'll start with a three-way. I'll get her on the phone, and we'll, we'll share that time together. So, Mary, what do you think that will look like? Although it would be hard, but I think I can do it. When do you think it will be? And we just start going to the coaching. We do a coaching session right there. Because all we care about is how Mary's going to change the way she's interacting with the team. Because right. once you get owners of businesses on your team, boom, changes the paradigm. So, Jen, we have had people say, I'm going to pay to go through the program with you. And then the day after each call, I'm going to sit with my team and I'm going to regurgitate everything I've learned. <laughs> okay? How, does that, how well does that go? You want to say that? And people are welcome to do it. They can buy the book and do that. We're certainly not going to stand in anybody's way. What we have found from the people who have planned to do that, I don't know anyone who has actually successfully completed it. Because what they say is, oh, my word, I want them to coach with you. I want them. Now, we all want every single person who graduates from the program, they become coaches, not certified mm -hmm. down leadership coaches, but they're, they're coaches in their own right for their own teams. They learn yep. this. But there's a magic that happens in a cross-line group and often in these groups, we'll have six to seven people. They're plugged into a group with a coach, and they don't know anybody in the group. And there's a magic that happens in the group when they show up for each other, not just for themselves, not for their upline leader. They're not just checking a box of accountability to, to do that. They're showing up as owners, not as, as anything else. There's no compliance here. They are invested in this group because they pay for it, and they're there. And... What they realize very quickly is sometimes people will say something in a cross-line group of strangers they might not feel comfortable saying with their upline there or with a cross-line member. Yes, yes. And we absolutely have very, very strong confidentiality as part of the group. And the trust that develops inside of these groups in just a few weeks is phenomenal. And then the, lo the longevity of the relationships of some of these groups is amazing. We're still in touch with each other and each other's Facebook groups actually doing calls for each other. Uh, one of my spring groups is still on a Marco Polo all the time. And so relationships are built that last a really long time. And then sometimes a, a coach or a leader will come to us and say, I'd like a private group just for my top six leaders and myself. We've got some stuff in our team culture we want to really, you know, get really close. So that can happen. But usually an upline leader who's been through it before will recognize very quickly that the role of the coach with their team is something they would prefer for us to do. Because sometimes someone brand new to the situation, brand new to even the people, might have a different perspective and be able to ask even harder questions. So it's pretty exciting to see what develops inside of a group. So what, you know, leadership you know, is one thing, and I know, you know, we can even talk about the other elusive word, um, duplication, because people, and another another elusive word is also the word system. Um, you know, these are words that are like, people use them, and then there's like no, um, uh, no, no definitive answer, because it also does mean a little bit to different people. But what would you say about duplication versus replication? What what is the, the, between the two and, you know, defining them, and what do you really want in your business? 
But what's really important is understanding how we define it. I'm going to help you out. So we'll clear this up for everybody in Wikipedia. So duplication is around, it literally means to copy. And if you go back to the original premise, there's only one road to diamond yours, then why would you duplicate? Because you can't copy. But there are things that you should copy. So we'd love for you to copy systems and processes, things that, are, that can be repeated exactly the way they started before you add your own twist to them. So my gosh, if you've got a one-on-one -on -one class and you've got a script and you're brand new star, you haven't even, you haven't even had your first class, how are you going to do it? I recommend you take our script and literally read it if you have to. If you're nervous, just read the script. Wait till your third class before you start tweaking and editing. That's where replication comes in. So duplication means to copy. We prefer you to copy process and system. Replication comes with leadership. So replication means take the essence of who I am as a leader, adopt that for yourself, but then make it your own. Why would we want you to do a class exactly the way that we did, unless you were my twin sister? I'd much rather you do the class your way. In fact, if you don't even want to do the class because you're better on social media, great. All I really care about is that you find your way calmly to share oils with marketplace, with people, with families and friends, hot, hot leads and your hot market, your cold market. But how are you going to actually lead? How are you actually going to share? I care about your sharing, but how you share needs to be you. So the sharing is a, is a duplication. You must share. You don't have a business. But the replication comes from how you do it, becoming your own person, finding your own road to die. And so what we try to help them in this program we're going to give you bricks that you have to have, but where the bricks go on the road are up to you. As you know, I mean, like, I'm not exaggerating. You have to share. You have to sell. You have to prospect. You have to be out there or your business will die. It's, for some reason, we have yet to have someone come to our door, knock unsolicited, and say, gosh, do you sell essential oils, preferably young living, and could we buy some? For some reason, it hasn't happened yet because it never will. So duplication really means one of those things that really are going to be copied. But you can't copy a person, so I want to replicate. Excuse me. <laughs> I know. I was coughing earlier. It's gotten really dry, it, at least around in here. It's gotten cold. So what about burnout? You know, have you found a lot of leaders come through your program or are seeking help that are just – Fried, like, can you resuscitate a dead leader? <laughs> yeah, so can. Kristen talked before about she was a burnout director. Um, we have other ones that are also stuck. It's, our, it's a different kind of burnout. A lot of folks are just stuck. They just they don't have any more ideas. They, don't, they, they just got to try. They, they don't know where to go. I can't get my team to move at all. And so when I talk about that concept around influence, let me talk about the leadership engine just for a second, Jen. It's really, really important. If, if influence is my goal, because if I have influence, I'm always going to get. I'm going to be able to help people to move maybe. When I don't have influence, it doesn't matter how much authority I think I have. Without influence, no one's going to go anywhere. So, mm -hmm. how do you get influence? Right? I was going to say authority versus influence. You know how do what's that? What's huge the difference? Because authority is really it's so. Yeah, I hold up my business card and says diamond. That's my authority. That's my title. What does that really mean for someone else who's in Missouri running their business? Mm -hmm. It means I might know something, but it doesn't mean anything in Missouri. Because the only thing that matters in Missouri is you, your team, your, your clients, your customers, your family, your friends. That's the only thing that matters. So how do, I, how, how do you then influence the people in Missouri? 
the leadership action. Mm -hmm. The first thing you have to do is you have to establish credibility. Whenever you're in any kind of a, a group of people that you want to lead, you have to establish credibility. Are you authentic and are you believable? And you have to get there because people really won't follow you anywhere unless they really believe that you're truthful, have integrity, and are sharing with them out of your heart. That's all they care about. So once you have credibility, like, okay, I will listen to you. I'm not going to buy in yet, but I will listen to you. allows you to start building relationships. And relationships all about your ability to connect with people and to show that you care about them. And when that's genuine, that's real, they'll start to believe that there's, wait a second, there's something between us. So there's a reason why you're even in the discussion. I'm going to let you keep talking because I do believe you're credible. I, it now becomes obvious you care about me, which allows you to go to the third engine part, which is trust. Once I get to the point where you, I'm allowing you to, tr I'm going to trust you, it means I'm not going to not just hear what you say, I'm going to listen to what you say. So if I establish credibility, I build a relationship, I earn trust, that's what allows me to gain influence. But the engine doesn't work if you don't get all those components together. People who just walk into a room and, and have influence. Think about it. If Jared Turner walked onto this call right now, we would respect him as the COO of Young Living. We would. He's done in his amazing leaders on life. But he can't influence us if we don't have a relationship with him. He can't influence us unless we trust him. We can't, he can't influence us unless he has some credibility with us. He can't. He can be a good guy. He can be good looking. He can be, it just doesn't matter, though, unless we have some kind of relationship with him. That's how leaders have to be born in this industry. Only the people who influence. There is no other way. Wow. And, and, and I guess a question that leads into those four aspects is, what if somebody has a team that's a, an older team, and maybe, Kristen, you had this, where, you know, a lot of us have tried a lot of different things over the years, and the team almost becomes like, all right, now what is she doing? You know, <laughs> and uh, Christy, maybe you can talk to this. Like, how do you then go back to your team and say, this is what we're doing now? Or like, you know, how, or like, listen to me now. Let's reestablish trust, you know, or something like that when there may be things in, in there's history of things. Absolutely. That happens actually very commonly. Um, mm -hmm. I'm one of them. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Raise our hand. I... I would like to say I'm a legacy, I'm a living person. I've been a member for 12 years and, and held out from doing the business for about seven. But in, in the time that I, I have done this business, our industry, our company has changed dramatically, the way that things were in the beginning to, to now. Totally. And so what I would say quite readily, and my team would say the same, is that in the early days of the business, I gave them whiplash. This is the new best thing. Now we're going to try this. First it's this, then it's this. And they got really tired of whatever the new fresh thing was. Uh, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I did not change it. We actually have a chapter specifically on how do you innovate and then how do you bring a culture of change to your team in a way that makes them feel safe, that gets buy-in, and actually has follow-through as well. Right. So that's a super important piece. Um, Going back to the leadership engine, one of the big things that we do to rebuild trust and establish credibility is to eliminate what we call say-do gaps. When we say one thing and we do another. And so that's a big ownership piece for us as leaders is to say, you know what, in the past I said I would do X, Y, Z, 
and I didn't. Or I said this was the new way, and then three months later I switched, and here's your new script. And I'm so sorry that you're so exhausted and overwhelmed. So there really has to be ownership of our own past mistakes and what we have done. And so that's certainly something I've done with my leaders. And then mm. also, so anything to say about that before I move on to the next point? No, I'm just, I'm just like so like, yeah, go ahead. Okay. And so then the other thing is to really introduce the concept of allowing each person and even encouraging each person. I, I actually write out a little uh, permission granted, signed me, little three-by-five card in, in our groups and say, look, this is your business. You don't need to wait for permission from me. Because in the early days, I did come from a positional power approach. I was from corporate America. That's what I knew was to tell them what to do. And then some of them, being questioners or rebels, didn't want to do it and felt resistant. Or others would do it exactly like I said and not be happy with the results. And then, again, it was all on me. And so when we, when we actually invite people to own their own business and we show them what that looks like in an atmosphere that's safe, an innovative atmosphere, we do a lot of brainstorming, we do innovation, we do role play within the group, they are able to go back to their teams. I was able to go back to my team and do some of this stuff. And so all of a sudden people realize it's safe to make mistakes. It's safe to take risks. And your culture starts changing. And people re-up. They put their skin back in the game when they see that we do too. And so sharing our skin in the game stories has been huge. And also apologizing for when we – I've apologized. I've, I switched you guys so many years, no wonder you're exhausted. Right? And when I just say, you don't have to do it my way. You don't have to be me. And, in fact, please don't be me. You're you. You are unique mm-hmm. and creative. All of a sudden, their joy comes back. And so sometimes that's even a question I ask. What makes you happy in this business? What, what really makes your heart sing? What are your golden retriever moments? You doing what you were created to do. And this book, Breaking It Down, helps, helps people figure out what that is. So Kristen, uh, for example, uh, without revealing anything, this weekend you went on a retreat. How would you say it was different? I'm, uh, your sound broke up a little bit. I didn't hear the beginning of the question. So without revealing anything. But tell us, how would you say your retreat was different with some of the same leaders that you've been with for a long time? Back to Jen's question. How was it different this weekend? It's funny. I haven't even been able to tell you how it went. I just spent the most amazing (laughs) days with my team on a retreat. It sold out a week and a half early with only three weeks' notice. It was an amazing event. And I will tell you, number one, it sold out. We had people with overflow parking, begging for Saturday only because there was no room in the house for the rest of it. And they're already begging for one twice a year, not just next fall, but twice a year. People are already sending action items. This is what I'm doing. We're setting follow-up appointments. But the biggest thing was I did no cooking. I did no cleaning. I did no setup. All I did was teach. My leaders, they led activities. I have never been so relaxed preparing for an event, and I've never gone home so happy. Mm. And they own their businesses today. It was remarkable. Right. <laughs> and I want to share four quick rules that we use for all meetings that I did use for this retreat because this changed how I run every single business meeting, leadership meeting. It's how we run our coaching groups. And these are Eric's rules. 
and I adopt them and teach them to everyone. And this is how we did the retreat. This is why it was successful. And it requires skin in the game before they even show up at a meeting. So number one is everyone prepares for the meeting. So my group knew what they were preparing. We had someone totally in charge of all of the food, and she told them all they got to sign up for their food. So everyone prepared, or they contributed financially for the food. Everyone paid to be there. They put skin in the game financially to be there. They also prepared for the event because they came with two quizzes filled out. They took a four tendencies quiz and a colors quiz, and they came to share their word and their why for the year. They also wrote their largest limiting belief and their biggest dream. So they had homework before they got there. Everyone participates every session every time. So that's our other rule. They don't get to just sit there and absorb and listen and be a sponge. They get up, they move, they raise their hands, they interact, they work in a small group, always. Everyone contributes. And then everyone leaves with an action item. So that's what makes every meeting successful because you don't have people who just show up for the sake of checking a box just to make you happy. They show up because they're invested. Yes. Imagine what it would be like if you had a seminar, Jen, and actually you left with homework. Well, no one does that because there's no accountability. Well, because we've developed these trusted relationships, everyone always leaves with an action item, and they, they hold themselves accountable to get it done. So the next time that, that, you know, in a week, Kristen say, how's everybody doing? They already know she's going to ask the question. No surprises. She, they know she's going to ask the question, and they know to be ready. They're going to hold themselves accountable to getting stuff done. When you, do, when you get stuff done, it changes your business. So I guess, Kristen, this is a question for you, too, is now, I mean, you've been around a long time. I've been around a long time. So when you sponsor new people now that Ooh. want to get going in the business, what is I – I know what we did in the past. I'm sure you did the same thing. Like, ah, you know, read all these books, and this is, does this, and this does that, and let me tell you what to do. So how do you start people now if they say, Kristen, I want to do the business? What, how do you do that? What's your process now? I'm Great. sure the past we know what it was, but you can even talk about that if you want. But talk about that. Yes. The very first thing that I do is literally as they're enrolling and signing up online, I have them download the Wildshare app. Very first thing. I, you know, I teach them how to log back into their account and how to use mm-hmm. a live help chat immediately. We do a practice one right there. I want them to know how to do that. And then they get the wild share up that day, and I show them how to get their link immediately. And this is where you go. Here's so much information. So that's straight up. I want them to know that they contact member services on their own day one. Okay? And then we really sit down. Um, I actually have, this is not a downline leadership thing, but it's something I developed. I have a one-page kind of description of the culture of our team. And it's based on the Optimist's Creed. And yeah, I know it, I know what that is. Love it. And it's so it really is part of what we it's actually part of what we talked about at our retreat this weekend. We really want to set this this we're we're all in this with each other. And then I also talk about some of the policies and procedures uh, with basically I understand I'm one hundred percent responsible for my success. So I started out I don't say just do whatever I tell you. And I'll meet with you every day, and I'll hold your hand and walk you through it. I really try to equip them. And at Diamond Bound, we also heard the story of a pipeline instead of buckets, right? And so a lot of this I'm starting to do now as, as group 
discussions. And Eric's got this amazing thing called the five pillars, and that's something that I also teach my team, so he might want to speak a little bit to that. But the five pillars is really the five foundational skills we want everyone to know. So instead of diving deep into the comp plan and all of the resources and reading every book, would you really focus on the five pillars and then on help five that Young Living already helps us with and really incentivizes us? It gets them off to a really great start knowing the most important skills first. So Eric, you want to talk about the five pillars briefly? Thanks, Christian. So Jen, you remember, you know, five years ago we had no tools and everybody, and if you've been in it for a long time, you just fought your way through doing classes and you did the best you could. Five years later, now we have a bazillion tools and it's overwhelming. Exactly. It's overwhelming. So we said, let's return to simplicity. So remember the formula, S equals M times L. Success, your success in your business equal to your management company, which means running your business, times your leadership effectiveness. Well, let's talk about the M just for a second. Well, the M is how do I run my business? And that's when we came up with the five pillars. Very, very simple. And by the way, I recommend that everyone look at how they run their business and try to determine how would I write this down. Here is ours. First is you have to share. So number one is share. If you don't share, nothing happens. And in the corporate world, we say you have to sell. If no one's selling, literally nothing moves forward. In our business, you have to share. If I'm not sharing with my family, my friends, my hot market, or even my cold market, you won't have a business. In fact, skip all everything else. If you don't share, you won't be around very long. But number two, even when you do share, is how you follow up. Uh, I always tell the one story. We had an amazing enroller. She's just an incredible lady, but she just didn't follow up. And so mm-hmm. she, she also said we had a whole bunch of enrollments, but she was still a star. How is that possible? Hadn't followed up. Well, now we got her to, to follow up. She immediately hit silver. It was just, it was just amazing. But follow up is wow. a critical, critical factor on reaching out to the people you've already touched base with, already established relationship. If they're buying kits, you've already done credibility. They trusted you to do that. Follow up. Number three is educate. No one in this world, know, you know, especially now that Gary has passed, no one knows all the oils, what they all do, how they help people. You can read the EODR all you want. You have to really get your hands dirty. Learn, educate yourself, and teach others. Four is serve. This is a customer service business. You're not planting the oils. You're not growing the oils. You're not harvesting and distilling the oils. You don't bottle them. You don't ship them. But when your customers have a problem, you're the first person they turn to. It's customer service mm-hmm. business. And the last but not least is build, which is the part that Chris and I spend so much time on. You have to build your team up. You have to build other leaders. So if you just do share, follow up, educate, serve, and build, you'll have you, you get your business off the ground. And then I want you to make it yours. What does that look like? What, how do you want to run your business? I've had yellow say, well, I want to love on people, sell some stuff, love on people. That's their business model. Well, only a yellow would ever say that. And it was great. By the way, they had made the diamond by just loving on people. Fabulous. But it wasn't very duplicatable. So instead, we tried to help her. Let's put some systems in place so you can duplicate that stuff and then let people eventually evolve and replicate what they want. And really important on the five pillars is to say they're not all equal. Right? So following up and enrolling and sharing, those two are really, really high. Those are very tall pillars. And then serve and educate are smaller pillars because those can actually be done more in a group setting. And then building is a very, very important piece. So we, we see people get stuck when all they do is educate and serve their team in the middle. And they're not doing any of the beginning work. That's where people get stuck because their current team can take all of their time. So really important that all leaders at every level are still doing 
sharing and following up? You know, I guess that's a question that I uh, I just had it a second ago about um, how do you get the person, and, and you hear this all the time with leaders, my team doesn't do anything. My team, my team just sits on their butt and wants me to do everything or like even outside of that, my team doesn't do anything. How do I motivate my team? Do you guys want to answer that? Cause we all have heard that before. Oh, sure. There's yeah. a lot of, there's a whole lot long running discussion about motivation versus inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, and my particular opinion is that it's much harder to motivate it than it is to inspire but here's what leaders have to be. They have to be inspirational. They have to follow, They have to model their walk, right? So you have to actually walk what you're talking. You have to be the leader that you want others to be. When you, when you are showing them what work looks like, show them how to be successful in this business because it's unique. It's not like working in the retail world. It's not like working in corporate world. It's very unique. What does that look like then? How do I, let me show you a day in our life. Here's some things we do. Here's some things we post and have them model them and start to, to, to use them, evolve them, and, and to make them their own. But you have to inspire people to success. Motivating them, I'm, a, I'm kind of a believer that you have to be self-motivated. But I can do things that will create an environment for motivation, right? I want to create a positive environment. Um, things change all the time. And if you want to be negative about it, oh, my gosh, there are enough things to be negative about. In reality, there's so many things to be positive about. We are incredibly blessed to have an opportunity to be in this business, so guess what? Let's take the most of it. Let's take the most of opportunities we can and make something happen for ourselves and our, and our fellow leaders. And then you inspire them onto greatness. And I'll tell you, there's many leaders that we had to go to the program. They were all great. They just didn't know it. All we do is help them to look in the mirror, see that person on the other side, and you can do this. Grasp, grasp hold of what your leadership looks like to you and take that next step forward, Jen. Well, let's talk about that because, you know, we're kind of being here close to the top of the hour. And I want to talk about um, your programs here a little bit because I feel like this is so important. And before we get into that, you know, one of the things that we have to do in our business is invest in ourselves. You guys that follow me know this for a fact. You know, I've invested obscene amounts of money into my business businesses and it has come into return probably at least tenfold and the thing is is that you know we aren't born leaders we are you know at least most of us here i know i'm going to say myself but we we have to keep developing and unless we are where we want to be that means if we're stuck or we can't enroll somebody or our team is lazy or all these things that means we have we have stuff to work on and um, it's important to invest into your business. And, you know, these the coaching program, I looked at what you have here on your site, and I'll show the site here in just a second. But it's, it's you know, it's extremely budget-friendly in, in the way I look at things. And, you um, you know, you guys get what you pay for. I just have to say that. There's enough free training on the Internet to keep you spinning in circles for years in your business. There's always got somebody saying something about what you should and shouldn't be doing. People ask me all the time, you know, what, you know, Jen, have you heard of this? Or Jen, have you heard of that? And I say no, because I literally follow very, very few people because I used to be on the confusion merry-go-round myself. And I just, now I'm like a blinders. 
So, you know, you got to find your tribe and where you, you know, fit. And if you're spinning in circles and don't know where you're going, you probably need a little guidance. So with that, let's talk about what you do, because I, I do feel it's extremely important. Um, and you've got different things for different leaders, because don't different people go through different things at different ranks? By all means. And so let's just talk about the program. Uh, the, the website is www.buildingupleaders.com. Really simple, buildingupleaders.com. You go to that website. Uh, if you go to the schedule, you hit the schedule tab, you'll find very quickly that there is group coaching. And all you got to do is plug that in. And then you'll see that we already have groups lined up for January. And if you go, we have senior star executive, silver and gold, and platinum and diamond. Plug the ones where you're, it's going to be your rank. And, and a lot of people mm-hmm. struggle with the rank that I've achieved or the rank I'm at. Um, it's all right. We, we don't, we don't, we're not here to judge. We want you to be in pe- with people that are going through the same kind of struggles you are. Um, so it's usually best to go at the rank that you're currently at, but I'm not uptight about all that. I just want you to be with people that are that want to be in the same journey with you. Right there, there's already spots left up, uh, left open for January. Four hundred dollars for ten weeks, payable in two payments. So it's only two hundred dollars for one. And, and think about what you're spending right now to go to any webinar. Um, it, it, this is the most life changing experience you've ever had. I can say that quickly and easily because it's true. You're not going to go to any webinar like this at all, ever. And so go here, be with experienced, talented, and certified coaches who are going to make a difference in your life, your leadership, and your business. And for $400, is a steal. I want to add a few things here. So the Senior Star Exec classes and the Silver Gold classes are $400 and are for the 10 weeks and are 90 minutes in a small group. We need a group of five or six to confirm and that's because that's we have found it's like the perfect magic, number magic. it is the magic number. everybody gets your time yes <laughs> exactly just the right amount of airtime for each person and the right amount to have a really diverse group which is fun and that's with our three certified coaches so julie gutierrez daniel sharp and myself and then we as you'll see we do have an australian group daniel's from australia and so we are offering a group especially for Australian time. And we also have a men's only group in January that we're really excited about. Hmm. They'll be leading. And then Eric does the platinum and above groups and those he schedules directly. So people would want to get in touch with him for platinum and above. And those are $600 for the same time. Okay. Perfect. Yes. I think this is valuable. I think the men's thing is great too, especially now with men emerging, growing their businesses and a lot of men in, um, Husbands and wives are building, but men are now emerging and owning their own business, like literally feeling that ownership. So I think that's very valuable and nice to do. Um, So, and there's a lot of information on the um, buildingupleaders.com website where people can see and learn more about you and see the coaches and different things that you offer. I went through here and um, there's some cool stuff on here. And, And, you know, the book is available on Amazon. I got mine on Amazon. And, uh, you know, to follow, is it helpful if people do the coaching to get this and have this when they start? Absolutely. In fact, it's required that you do that. Okay. There you go. (laughs) Reading is foundational. It's actually the preparation people do for each week's discussion along with their homework. And we do have a new edition coming out at Christmas. Yep. So we've just, we've just revised it. Eric spent some exhaustive hours. I helped edit and so we've actually rewritten some of this content based on the last two years of coaching to make it even more specific for folks. So if they already have it, they're going to actually 
really enjoyed having both editions. And Jen, believe it or not, I want to thank you so much. But I actually have a group waiting for me uh, yeah. to get started. Hi, hi Taylor. Let's go. Well, you well thank you so info. much. You've got buildingupleaders.com. Get over there. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Kristen. You guys go rock it out. And I will see you all next week. Have a wonderful one. And we'll talk to you soon, everybody. Thanks, Thanks Jen. Bye, everybody. Bye.